Hi guys, welcome to Music Review Hour with Taylor Tuck. I have a special guest again on my podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I am Caroline Morgan. Yes, Caroline is such a good friend to me. I love her very much. And I came up with this idea, I think, last night or the day before. I think it was last night. About doing um, our top five um, songs of the year. So I have Amazon Music, so it's my year in review, which gives me about 50 songs, my top 50. And then Caroline has her top five. Oh, see, I just randomly chose my favorite songs from this year. I didn't do my Spotify wrapped. Oh, is it your favorite songs? Okay. Like, just in general that I really like. Okay, we're rolling with it, and we're doing my top five um, from the algorithm, so (laughs) um, it's going to tell you a lot about me, I guess. Oh, me too. Me Um, too. Yeah. So this should be fun. Yeah. Number one for me, my favorite song for the past two years. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Ten Feet Away by Keith Whitley. I don't think I've heard that one. Which, I'm such a huge Keith Whitley fan. Keith Whitley would have been the greatest ever in country music if he hadn't died in 1989. He had such a short-lived career, but his voice and his lyrics, I I love um, Keith Whitley. (laughs) So, um... Ten Feet Away is pretty much about the singer singing at, like, a bar or, or, you know, a concert. And he sees this beautiful woman sitting ten feet away from him in in the crowd. And, like, they're having this, like, connection of him singing to her. Wow. And he's talking about how it was love just ten feet away. And later on in the song, he's talking about how quote-unquote, like a stranger um, comes to sit down by her, but she never took her eyes off of him. Which is sweet to a degree, but then also I'm sitting there thinking, is this a boyfriend she's dissing for this singer that she's (laughs) never met? Why am I being a realist when usually I'm out in space? But I'm like... Is she dumping her date or her boyfriend for Keith Whitley? I mean, okay. But, uh, Get it, girl. Yeah. And um, he's, it, it's just very whimsical, and it's it's a slow song, and it's just very fun to, like, fall asleep to. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I love Ten Feet Away by Keith Whitley. Um, that sounds like such a meet-cute song. Yeah, it's, it's a very meet-cute, and I find it funny it was written in the 80s, but... Meet cute before meet cute was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Um, I don't know. I think last year my top song was like, no, what it was was last year my top song was 10 Feet Away Again. And then the year before last it was another Keith Whitley song called My Amy, My Amy. Yeah. So Keith Whitley's been pretty big for me the past couple of years. Um, Like I said, um, Keith Whitley did die in 89, but. Uh, How old was he? like 39 not even 40 so he was young but uh i believe it was 2018 or 2019 a country singer um named dylan scott decided to do like a keith whitley tribute album full of covers and he covered all of keith whitley's hits 10 feet away of course and then there's a keith whitley song um that he wrote for his wife at the time called tell Lori a lover oh which is one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. It's, it probably wouldn't be as sad if he didn't pass, but it's so sad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
Dylan Scott actually invited Lori to um, sing background vocals on the song. Oh my god, that's so yeah. cute! <laughs> that one makes me cry because you hear her at the end of the song saying, like, Keith is still the only one for me. Oh. And it's like, Lori Morgan got married, like, six or seven times, but, like, Keith Whitley was the love of her life. She just got married so much because she couldn't get over losing him. Oh. Yeah, beautiful. Love Keith Whitley. So cute. Time for your first pick. Alrighty, my first pick is called Numb Little Bug by Emmy Behold. Um, have you ever heard it? I haven't. I'm gonna look up the lyrics. I have, uh, the chorus, um, Mm -hmm. some, like, things that I really like from it. It says, do you ever get a little tired of life? Like, you're not really happy, but you don't want to die. Like, you're hanging by a thread, but you've got to survive. Um, it sums up my mental health a lot. Mm, Yeah. Like, I am happy, but I'm not happy. You know? Like, not overjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not consistently yeah. happy. And, like, it kind of feels fake. And it's like, but I don't... And, like, I feel sad a lot. Yeah. But, like, I'm not, like, die sad. Um, and it's like, you're hanging by a thread, but you gotta survive. It feels like, especially this time of year, you know, you know. Yeah. Um, we're just all barely hanging on. Um... Another little thing that I like is a little bit tired of trying to care when I don't. A little bit tired of quick repairs to cope. A little bit tired of sinking. There's water in my boat. I'm barely breathing. I'm trying to stay afloat. So I got these quick repairs to cope. Guess I'm just broken and broke. Quick repairs. Ouch. Yep. Ouch. Ouch. Ooh, this song hits hard. Wait, is that, I think I've heard a little bit of it. It was big on TikTok for a while. Yeah. Which is where I heard it, and then I just kind of, like, glommed onto it and haven't left it. I love it so much. It just speaks to me because, like, I am very anxious. I'm very depressed. I have ADHD. I'm on meds to help those, though. So, like, when she talks in the beginning, she's like, um, do the meds even really help? They've numbed me so much, pretty much. And it's like, am I faking it? Um, like, I take some things to, like, help me be happy. It's like, I wish I didn't have to, but, like, otherwise I will feel numb and dull and not move at all, all day. Um, but we're just out here trying to survive, you know? Yeah, and I think it speaks to how, like, if you need to take medication, that's okay, because at the end of the day, you're surviving, and I think surviving is the most important thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If I did not take my medicine, I would be very depressed like yeah um I also wouldn't concentrate it's like sometimes our brains just can't so we need to buy if our brains can't produce things so store-bought's fine it whatever helps you get up in the morning and survive the day yeah whatever helps you be a happy person exactly because some of us just aren't happy yeah that is my first song I love that and I love how honest that song is me too I always appreciate honesty, you know? Especially in songs. It's like you, the artist is real and raw and open. Yeah. All right, how about your second song? Okay, are we going my second one? Okay. Yeah, sorry, mine is quick. No, you're okay. Okay, my second one, which this did shock me, but I may have fallen asleep listening to it, or 
I may have had a period of this year that I just don't remember listening this, to this song all the time, but, um, okay, so, backstory, Randy Travis, who's one of my favorite country artists from the 80s and 90s, he has had, at the, I believe, two strokes, so his last one was in 2013 or 2014, Yeah, which caused him to pretty much lose all speaking and singing ability. And so he's no longer, you know, able to sing or record albums. Well, in 2021, his old demos from the 80s or songs that he recorded and didn't release got released. And one of my favorite ones from from the vault, it's called very Taylor Swift-esque, but uh, it's called Carrying, Carrying Fire. And it's about this guy reminiscing on his lost love and remembering how he quote unquote, how she quote unquote loved him with all of her heart and he's carrying so much love with him. And I believe one of the l- lyrics off the top of my head is, um, if love is the feeling of one for the other, then maybe you're still looking for me. And it's like, if I still love you, then maybe you still love me. Oh, Which is like, ouch. But <laughs> he says, I'm carrying fire, burning for you, a raging desire. I'm out of control. The flame's ever higher. But what can I do? I'm burning for you. I'm carrying fire. And it's kind of like he's resigned himself to having all of this love left for her that he doesn't want to get rid of. And he, he's like waving a flag, trying to like get her back but also in the song I don't know if he's trying to get her back or he's like trying to process his feelings probably both because like he's hoping she'll come back but I'm not sure if he's like going to make the the active effort like he's carrying all this love and I it's a catchy song and I sing it when I'm happy when I'm sad (laughs) so you know I'm just very shocked it was number two out of 50 but uh (laughs) I would have honestly suspected that, like, another Keith Whitley song would have been number two, but I guess I was having a moment. Like, <laughs> may- like maybe before May came along, I was having a carrying fire, a carrying fire moment, but, uh, very nice Rainy Travis song, and it, it sucks that he's no longer able to sing because he has such a beautiful voice. But, but his voice will always be memorialized. Yeah, we have these vault tracks, and we have the songs from back in the day, and I, I love Randy Travis. He, um, a lot of memories made around his songs with family and other situations, I will say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the song sounds very beautiful, very heartbreaking. Yeah, it it is, but I also think, like, I don't think it was meant to be so heartbreaking. It's like, <laughs> it's like this is me going off on one of my rants, but I think it's like we had something beautiful and I still carry it with me. Yeah. And I hope you want me back. I hope you love me as much as I love you. You know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that sounds very pretty. Yeah, you ready for your second one? Yes. Um, it is called Irish Eyes by Rose Betts. Um, so this song goes into detail about how the different parts of her are made up of the differences in her ancestry. She says, my mother says I have Irish eyes. They go ever so blue under stormy skies. My father says I have English hair, like the bark of a bark of a tree somewhere, like the 
bark of an oak, something like that. And then, like, how she has wandering feet, how she's, like, a song that slips under your skin and slips out, and how you're just this conglomeration of just everything that has come before you. Um, one thing I really like is the chorus where she goes, I'm a map of the world and the ones before, one foot in sea and one on shore. Every step, every hope flung high, I'm a map of them all with my Irish eyes. Um, Very nice. Yeah, it's super pretty. One of my f- um, little TMI fun fact about me is I love eyes. Eyes tell so much, and you can tell so much about someone from their eyes. So, like, they they you can tell their stories. Like, you can tell what they're feeling, and yeah. Um, but, like, I really like the fact that she just managed to capture the feeling of heritage and culture and who you are. Um, and how that is coming to you today. Like, you, like her Irish eyes, English hair, she is Irish-English or from that area, so of course she has some English ancestry. So, like, it's really interesting. I feel like a lot of people can relate. Yeah, I think your ancestry plays a part, a great part in, like, who you are and who you become. And I was, um, I think I saw something on TikTok that was saying, Something, something to the effect of imagine how many people had to fall in love and um, get married or be together in order for you to exist. That's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like circumstances had to be so like right in order for someone to like come into the world. Yeah, it's really insane once you think about it you're like you are the conglomeration of the prettiest people of that time and you're here today so that says something about how pretty you are um and it's just like when you think about history it's like i am a product of that history that history may not be good but it is history there you go all right so how about your third one This is funny because I always say when I'm sad recently um, that I'm having a Don Williams moment because (laughs) apparently I'm either listening to Keith Whitley or Don Williams when I'm really sad. But um, my third song, which I listened to a lot in the past two years, but it's called If Hollywood Don't Need You. Yeah. Um, And it's talking about this man... Well, the narrator of the song, his girlfriend has left him to go pursue her dream in Hollywood of becoming a big actress. And the opening lines of the song are, and I don't even know why I'm having to look at this because I listen to this song every time. <laughs> but uh, he's saying, well, you know, I'm not much good at writing letters. So I gave up and decided that I'd call. No, there's not. There's really not much news to tell you. Things back here, they never change at all. It's snow today, it's cold here for November, but I hear the weather's warm out there. And then, I love this line. Oh, and if you see Burt Reynolds, would you shake his hand for me? Tell old Burt I've seen all his movies. Oh. Well, I hope you make the big time. I hope your dreams come true. Here's the kicker. But if Hollywood don't need you, honey, I still do. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, I feel like Don Williams 
or the narrator is really kind of like reminiscing on this love that he's lost and how much love he has for her that like even if she does stay in Hollywood like he's still gonna love her or if she does come back you know he's gonna be very happy that she comes back yeah just I love Don Williams and I love just this song it's (laughs) I joke with my friend Haley I'm like, I'm listening to If Hollywood Don't Need You Again. She's like, I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) It's beautiful, but it's, like, sad at the same time. Um, More lyrics to the song, because I'm such a lyric junkie for this song. But, uh, last night I drove the truck to Amarillo. Some friends and I, we had a laugh or two, but lately we don't cut up like we used to, because all that I can think about is you. I know this is what you've always wanted, but I know now that all I want is you. And it's like, maybe he's thinking, like, he didn't exactly treat her exactly the way he should have. Like, maybe she would have stayed with him. Maybe he thinks that he didn't just support her dream enough. Yeah, and now that she's gone, he's like, oh, well, if you see Burt Reynolds, you know, you shake his hand for me and tell, tell him that I've seen all his movies, you know? Like, he's trying to, like, this is a phone call, so he's, like, trying to make, you know, small talk. But yeah. Maybe it's just me and my hopeless, hopeless romantic self. <laughs> I wish someone would think those things about me. Yeah, you always want someone you love to, like, support you. Like, support you for the good or the bad. Like, if she does make it in Hollywood, then he's fine with it, but he knows that he's always going to love her. Yeah. But if she does come back, he's going to be happy because he gets the girl again, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's such a sad song. Mm, let's see. Are there any more lyrics that I want to talk about? Let's see. No, it's basically just the chorus again, but I just love the line. Oh, and if you see Burt Reynolds, would you shake his hand for me? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's fanboying. He's like, <laughs> if you see Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Go talk to Burt Reynolds. Um, my favorite neo-traditional um modern country oh that was mouthful but uh cody johnson who i love he really brings back like the old country like this he did a cover of this song and i wish youtube would tell you how many times you've watched a video (laughs) oh they they if it's a music video they do it's not a music video it's like a concert thing oh yeah but uh, i truly wonder how Many times I listened to Cody Johnson's cover of If Hollywood Don't Need You last year. Because <laughs> I was having a time and I was like, Cody, what a cover. What a cover. You can't go wrong with Cody Johnson. You can't go wrong with Don Williams. Yeah. I think it's time for your third song. Alrighty. My third song is called Fat Funny Friend by Maddie Zam. Have you heard this one? I haven't. It was also popular on TikTok. It talks about how this girl is plus-sized and how um, people who are plus-sized tend to try and distract and hide ourselves from uh, from the public so that they don't see our size, that they'll see the other things about me. Um, let me look up the lyrics real quick. One thing I like, it's like, I break the ice so they don't see my size, and I have to be nice or I'll be the next punchline. Anyone who's ever been a little overweight knows the feeling of mm. them punching down at you. Yeah. Just because you make a joke at their, um, make a joke and they don't like it, so they 
go for your size, which you're really insecure about. Um, mm. Another thing I like is I say I'm okay because they wouldn't care anyway, and I try to explain, but my effort's in vain. They can't relate to how I've drawn out in Sharpie where I'd take the scissors. Mm. If that's what it's took, took for me to look in the mirror, I've done every diet to make me look thinner, so why do I still feel so inferior? And it's just like some people just don't know. Um, they'll be like, yo, you look so pretty and happy. It's like, but, but I still feel these things. And they're like, oh, but you shouldn't. It's like, but I do. Yeah. I've really gotten to the point where I truly try not to comment on anyone's body for even positive things. Oh, yeah. Like, because even, this may be controversial, but, like, even if you, like, talk about something really positive with someone's body... That could be a trigger for them to, like, reverse it and think negatively about it. So I really try not to be... I try not to talk about people's bodies, you know. Like, I try to just stay away from that because I definitely don't want to bring up, you know, bad things for the person, you know. Cause yeah. I, I, I definitely know how it is. Like, I've struggled with body image since I was super-duper young. Like, I look at pictures of me I think the first time I ever saw the picture was maybe four or five years ago of me when I was in fourth grade and it was an honors day thing and someone took a picture of me and it was on my grandma's laptop and I'm like that's not me because I when I was younger I thought I was a lot heavier than I was yeah me too yeah but I look at it now and I'm like, girl, you were as skinny as every other girl that you, like, idolized because they were so skinny. You had the same exact body type. <laughs> and yet I felt like I was fat and, like, no, or I felt like I was bigger. And, like, no one around me told me, like, hey, girl, we're the same size. <laughs> I don't I don't know why no, no one ever told me that. Like, it was truly, like, a body dysmorphia moment of, like... I used to look like that when I was, like, I truly didn't like myself looking like that, and I was the same body type as everyone around me, so that was just very, very jarring to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw a picture of myself when I was 18, which wasn't that long ago, but, like, um, I saw how thin I was. I'm like, girl, mm. you thought you were fat? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I'm like, girl, you are healthy. But, like, yeah, we don't realize how dis- how we look until we look back on pictures. And it's like, why did I ever think those things? Yeah. I think we're being surrounded by society that tells us we need to look a certain way. Yeah. And we don't look that way, so we think we're much bigger than we are. But when in reality, we are healthy. I don't know if it was just because, like, the girls I looked up to who I said were skinny were cheerleaders and had all the boys flocking to them and, you know, they were cool and popular. And I was the disabled girl who couldn't even get her guy friends to text her back. <laughs> I don't know if that's what made me feel like I was a lot heavier than I was, but, like, I... I have a 
hard time forgiving myself for that, but also I'm like, girl, you were going through a really hard time mentally, and so I think my body image kind of, like, reflected that, but also I'm like, could you not see reality? <laughs> like, I'm, like, I think to myself, like, what if I saw that picture, like, right after it was taken? You probably wouldn't have liked it. I, I wouldn't have liked it, like, perception changes as we grow older. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I completely agree, like, yeah, it's rough. It's rough out there, especially for teenage girls. Yeah, I, I truly appreciate that I'm not a teenager anymore, oh, and God, I haven't been for a long while. Dude, if I had the choice to go back to the present, or go back to the past or the future, I'm going to the future. I don't want to relive my teenage years. No, thank you. No, that thank was you. bad. Maybe a Backstreet Boy concert would be okay, but other than that, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, how about your fourth? Oh, my fourth. Hold on. I'm making sure I don't lose my keys. <laughs> That's fair. That is a very Taylor moment of making sure she doesn't lose stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what my fourth one is. Is it another Don Williams song? Let's see. Listen to the Radio by Don Williams. Okay, so it's another Don Williams <laughs> song. Um, I think I first heard this song last December or last November so it hasn't been that long I think I was just listening to like if Hollywood don't need you know probably thinking to myself I wish I knew more Don Williams songs yeah and also I think like one of my favorite um up-and-coming country artists May Estes did a cover of listen to the radio so maybe I first heard it there, but, like, I instantly fell in love with the song. But I'll read the first few lyrics for you. But, uh, I guess as a lover, I have a ways to go. When someone wants you, they should just say it's so. But yeah. But you'll understand if you take my hand and then we can dance real slow to something on the radio. And it's like... He's not the smoothest talker in the world. Yeah. Like, he's not gonna woo you with his words. Yeah. But, but he's saying, listen to the radio, hear what they're saying about love. That's the way that I feel about you. Yeah. It's such a simple song, but also I relate to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Like, I'm good with the words and expressing myself, but sometimes I'm like, listen to this song. That's better. <laughs> That's how I feel about you. Um, I try to find a way to explain to you what's, what's on my mind and not sound so plain to you. But you will realize if you close your eyes, the feelings my words can't show they're playing on the radio. And it's like he doesn't want to sound plain to the woman he loves. So maybe he's really trying to, you know, still impress her. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like words sometimes fail us. Or like we can't make the words come out. So sometimes the song does it better. Yeah. And like I said, it's just a really fun song. It's a simple song, but. Yeah, it sounds very cute. Yeah, I love listening to the radio. I love Don Williams. Are you ready for your next one? Yeah. Okay. Um, my fourth song is called The World's Smallest Violin by AJR. I've seen the title, but I don't think I've listened to it. Again, as you can tell, I have a theme for sad songs on TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, 
this one talks about how some people may have had it worse. You can still, but you can still feel bad and complain about your problems. Mm. Um, it talks about how his grandpa was fought in World War II. He was such a noble dude. I can't even finish school. Missed my mom and left too soon. Relatable. Um, and then how his dad was a fireman who fought fires so violent. I think I bored my therapist while playing him my violin. Um, about how next to them, uh, your crap don't feel so grand. About how you can't help but feeling bad. Um, but I kind of feel like two things can be sad. Which is true. Like Our things may not seem so bad, but we are still allowed to be sad about it. Yeah, I always say feel your feelings and like you're valid in what you feel. Yeah. Because when you're sad or you're having a, you know, a big emotion, you don't want someone to be like, oh, you can't feel that way. It just makes you feel worse and it makes you hide it. Oh, yeah. Our emotions and all of this um, are completely valid. Like you are allowed to feel sad and complain and get mad and do all of this, even though other people have it worse. Yeah. I I know I heard growing up, like, oh, I had it worse than you, and it's just like, yeah, but I'm still allowed to be sad about it. Like, my feelings are what I feel, and I'm going through this personally, and I'm sorry you had it worse, and I have a lot of empathy for you, but this is my journey. Exactly. This is my lived experience. You yeah. will not take that away from me. Yeah. Um, and it talks about how somewhere in the universe someone's got it worse, wish that made it easier, wish it didn't, I didn't feel hurt, like, even though we know people have it bad, it doesn't make it easier for us, and you shouldn't be comparing the hurts. Yeah, and you shouldn't shame people. Yeah, and... It always made me really sad when I'd hear people be like, yeah, I broke my leg, and then someone else would be like, well, I got my leg amputated. You're like, okay. <laughs> that was a jeep steep, um, that was a steep jump. Um, I don't know why people do that. Uh, it's just, it's like, trying to one-up you with suffering. Like, no one wants to suffer, first of all. Oh, I even see it with, like, college students. Like, we'll be like, oh, I got, like, four hours of sleep, and then someone else will be like, I only got one hour, and then someone else will be like, I haven't slept in four days. And you're like... Okay, I'm guilty of that sometimes, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but, like, I still... It's not healthy, but, like, we've been taught that since we were kids, that someone else has got it worse, and someone else will prove you it is worse, but, like, you're still allowed to feel your feelings it's like people try to win the i have it worse battle oh yeah i have a worse battle yeah mm. like we're all humans trying to make it through like the numb little bug says we're just trying to survive yeah we're trying to survive we don't need people telling us that they've had it worse <laughs> instead you know maybe i'm ranting here so but like instead of someone saying oh I've ha i have it worse what about how can I help you get through what you're going through? You can be like, I sympathize with you. I went through something similar. Yeah, how can I be a support to you? Would you like to talk about it, you know? I mean, yeah. Like, there are so much better things to do than just be like, I have it worse than you. Um, but yeah, I really like this song just because of how like it is like you are allowed to express emotions, even though other people might tell you they've had it worse.
Amen. I will die on the validating emotion, too. Oh, me too. Like, we see it with um, gentle parenting. Yeah. Where they're like, okay, buddy, I feel you have emotions. I know you have big emotions. We're going to let you feel those, and we're going to come back. I'm going to come back in, like, five minutes, and we'll talk about it, okay? And that actually helps kids regulate their emotions better. Yeah, instead of bottling it all up. Yeah, because, like, I know I have emotional issues due to um, bottling it up. And not really being taught how to regulate my emotions. Sorry, that was random. No, I mean, we're, we're literally just all humans trying to survive. Yeah. And I think emotional regulation is very important. We are definitely on the right track um, as humans with this next generation to becoming better people emotionally. Because, um, like we saw with our grandparent, our parents' generation and the grandparents before them, they bottled up their emotions. They didn't feel anything. They made sure not to feel anything mm-hmm. until it got too much and they snapped. And yeah, yeah, I I do think this generation's on the right track. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of pushback from the older generations saying like you're making your children soft. And to that, I would say I would rather children be soft than be traumatized. Exactly. Because, like, um, because, <laughs> like, uh, with our parents, um, I don't know how it was for you, but, like, I didn't tell my parents everything because I felt like I couldn't tell them everything. I went through a really deep depression alone in high school, and my parents didn't know until I was 20 when I told them. Like, they had no idea because I wouldn't tell them. But with, like, gentle parenting, kids are more open and they know that they can trust you with their feelings and they know that you are there for them, which is what we should be doing. We should be encouraging kids to have those feelings and feel them. I agree. If I ever have children, I'm going to be such a gentle parent. (laughs) Me too. And it's not like I will still punish my kids. But, like, I will never spank them. I will never lay a hand on them. I will try not to scream at them. I agree. But, like, I will make sure they know they're safe, which is the biggest thing. That is the biggest thing. All right. That got a little deep, but I think that was a very important conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, number five, which doesn't happen to be a country song, um... It's called Everything She Wants by Wham, which was popular on TikTok for a while. But uh, I don't know. I guess I just play this song a lot, like, as a fun song to listen to as, as a reprieve from, like, all my sad 90s country and 80s country. <laughs> um, George Michael or Wham as a unit. I don't know the other person of Wham. All I know is George Michael. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> Somebody told me, boy, everything she wants is everything she sees. I guess I must have loved you because I said you were the perfect girl for me. But now we're six months older. Um, and everything you want and everything you see is out of reach, not good enough. I don't know what the blank you want from me. It's a dance song, but he's like having a crisis. <laughs> Could you imagine someone dancing to your crisis? <laughs> no, I... I dance around sad songs, but this one is a, he's having a crisis, but it's, like, really boppy, but there's also, like, anger in it. Yeah. So, pretty much the story of the song is that he married this girl, 
and she pretty much only wanted him for his money and his fame and everything. Yeah. But, like, everything he tries to do for her, not good enough. Everything he tries to buy for her, not good enough. And then the part of the song where he says, now you tell me that you're having my baby. And then he says, um, now you tell me that you're having my baby. I'll tell you that I'm happy if you want me to. <laughs> oh, toxic. Uh one step further and my back will break. If my best isn't good enough, then how can it be good enough for two? Exactly. And he just he wants out of the marriage. He's like <laughs> He's done. He's done. He's tired. Uh it's quite the song. But yeah, um so you can see how that's like really upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Very eighties pop. Oh yeah. But yeah, also yeah. I feel his anger there. I, f- I feel like he goes a little too far at points. Like, <laughs> no, like you should have gotten out of the marriage before she's having the baby because, like, now you're going to take it out on the kid that you don't love her, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Very heavy subject material for a fun 80s song. But uh, I don't know how it got... I guess it became number five because I danced around to it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um... But yeah, that's my last one. I have my last one. Ready for it? Yeah. I Hate to Admit It by Bang Chan. He is a K-pop artist. Nice. And the song is about heartbreak and um, not wanting to let go. It's about how you can't get over the heartbreak for for them. And like how even though the person lied, you still can't let go and you don't want to move on. Um, the chorus of... The chorus in English says, I hate to admit it, I still miss you. How could I forget? I promised you I'd hate... I promised you. I hate to admit it, it's hard to understand. How could I forget the day you lied to me? And it's just like, oof. Um, and it just talks about how uh, he's going through this rough breakup. Um... And he's remembering all the promises that they made to each other, the promise to love and to to be there for each other. And then, um, like, how, how could you forget those things? And then all of a sudden, um, uh, you lied. And he will never forget that day. Very deep song. It's a hard thing to get over. Oh, yeah, it's extremely hard. And it's such a great song. And it's powerful and really makes you feel like uh i've not been in a through a breakup since june and it still makes me feel like oh my god i'm going through a breakup (laughs) i'm still truly actively going through it um (laughs) that's that's all i'm gonna say about that one but same month um still still very actively going through that but Breakups are very hard, and it's hard to forget things because you have so many, so many memories. Yeah. Um, the verse says, don't go anywhere. Stay with me. I told you, it's already too late. You've drawn from your dreams. It's changed. Maybe you can come back. Tell me something. I did it last time. When I see her, she's already done it. You made me fall. Mm. And it's just like, Wow. Yeah, we've done through all of these things, and I told you that it was okay, but it's not. It's already too late, Um, but she's already left, so you don't want to let go of that love you once had. 
letting go is hard. It's so hard. That's a really beautiful song. It's incredibly beautiful. I encourage you to listen to it. Bang Chan is amazing. Um, yeah. But be prepared to cry. His whole, like that. Um, there's a couple in there that I I would love to talk about, especially Deep End by Felix, who's in the same group. Both very sad songs about heartbreak. Mm, heartbreak sucks. It does, but it makes for good songs. <laughs> we have my number six is a song that I really only truly heard, started. Okay, a song I'm tired. If you can't tell, anyway, it's uh, finals week. Um, <laughs> I didn't sleep much last night, but we just we won't talk about it. Okay, so. My number six song is a song that I only first really heard in early July. So it's called Operator. That's not the way it goes by Jim Croce. And basically, it's Jim Croce talking to the operator. And wait, you know what telephone operator is, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'll just read it so you can kind of get the feel. But... Operator, what could you? Well, oh, well, I guess he's gonna sing for us, but anyway, that's on our end. We're hearing the song, but uh, operator, well, could you help me place this call? See, the number on the matchbook is old and faded. She's living in LA with my best old ex friend Ray, a guy she said she knew well and sometimes hated. Isn't that the way they say it goes? Well, let's forget all that and give me the number if you can find it so I can call just to tell him I'm fine and to show up. I've overcome the blow. I've learned to take it well. I only wish my words could just convince myself that it just wasn't real, but that's not the way it feels. That's and it's, so pretty. It's, yeah, it's so melodic and beautiful. And it's like he wants Ray and this girl... He wants to stick it to him, like, I got over you, and <laughs> you suck, um, basically, but it's like, I think part of him still loves her, and you'll see that when I read the, uh, more lyrics, but, uh, let's see. Operator, could you help me place this call? Well, I can't read the number that you just gave me. There's something in my eyes. You know what happens every time. I think about a love that I thought would save me. And no. it's like he's crying. Like, he doesn't even want to make the call. Yeah. And I think part of him doesn't, like, at that point, the song doesn't even want to show Ray and his ex-girlfriend that he's mad. It's like... Yeah. He still has such love for her that it's hard for him to even make the call. Operator, let's forget about this call. There's no one there I really wanted to talk to. Oh, Thank you for your time. You've been so much more than kind. You can keep the done. Wow. And it's like he's sad he can't go through with the call. Yeah, that's sounds really pretty. It's very pretty. It's very sad. It's a song I could listen to on repeat forever. <laughs> but yeah, Jim Croce, so beautiful. Mm. Uh, okay, I'll talk about the one I already have. Okay. Um, It's called You Will Be Okay by... It's Stolas's lullaby from Hell of a Boss. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to promote that here, but if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Um, but it's talking, it's his dad talking to his daughter who had a nightmare. And he always, he talks about how um, just she's the love of his life. 
um, it talks about how I used to think that I was bold. I used to think love would be fun. Now all the stories have been told, except for one, her. His last story, the one that's most important to him. Um, it says, as the stars start to align, I hope you take it as a sign that you will be okay. Everything will be okay. About how if she needed him, she just had to look up to the, the, to the sky and just see the stars. Mm, so beautiful. Oh, it's an incredibly beautiful song. The voice, his voice is just insane. It sounds like that one it would make me cry. Oh, it would. It talks about how the seven hells collapse, though the day could be my last. You will be okay. When I'm gone, you'll be okay. Mm. And he's just assuring her that, like, even when he dies, she'll be okay. And I think everybody needs that. Which I think is a brave thing for him to say. Why is that? I mean, oftentimes, or most times, like, People don't want to don't want to accept their mortality and that one day they're gonna pass away and leave their loved ones yeah and so I think it's brave for him to to even say like look up at the stars when you miss me or need me yeah oh yeah, yeah I totally agree like we don't think about that enough like one day we won't be here um maybe I'm just paranoid but like I have um like the things I would ri- I've ri- I've really like, written out things that like I want given to my family if I ever do pass away, you know, mm. just because like I don't want them to forget me. No, I, I don't think anyone wants to be forgotten by the some by the ones they love. Yeah, this song is really beautiful, and I sing it as loud as I can in my car. Yeah, I love that. Very beautiful. I truly sounds like I would cry. Maybe not listen to that one today, <laughs> but uh, sometime. Yeah. Yay, I think we're going to our last one. Yep. Or my last one. Anyway, both the the last song of the episode, people. I'm sorry, I'm very tired. Um, no, mine's the last song of the episode. Oh, okay. So after me. Yeah. Okay. Here's my last one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Go to Vegas by Faith Hill, which is just a fun, a fun little cutesy song. Yeah. I think I first heard this one. Spring of 2022, so maybe April, I was listening to random music trying to get an idea for a short story for my creative writing class, and I had never heard Let's Go to Vegas, and so I listened to it, and then I ended up writing a short story about um, two people falling in love, getting married in Vegas, and then going through a terrible divorce. Um, they got divorced because at the time I did not believe in love. Um, anyway, <laughs> we won't go into that story, but, uh, it's a very fun song and it's just, um, let's see. So it's very like honky tonk style country of like, you know, kick- this sounds really cheesy, um, but like kicking up your boots and just having fun. Yeah, so it's like, it's just one of those songs you can just dance around to, and it's not really serious. I mean, it's very fun. Very, a lot of references to Vegas and shotgun, not shotgun weddings, um, 
you know, weddings or you elopements, Elope, I should say, yeah. not shotgun weddings. Anyway, um, Viva Las Vegas, Sparkle and Lights, Dangerous Living, Tumble and Dice. You're my ace in the hole now, honey, and I'm your I'm your lady luck. Pack a few things and a little money and put it in the truck. Hey, baby, let's go to Vegas. And it's just, it's really about loving some, someone so much that, like, you just want to marry them. You just want to be with them forever. It's just a very fun song. Not not a lot to it, but that's a good balance with all the sad music that I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds very pretty. Yeah. Um, time for my last one? Yep. Have you heard of Maddie and Tay? I have. Uh, Downside of Growing Up? Haven't heard that one. Shut Up and Fish? I've heard Shut Up and Fish. That one's a good one, but I'm going to talk about Downside of Growing Up. Um, because, like, I still live at home, but, like, a lot of the times we hear about parents, like, not really caring about their kids once they're older, you know? Um, or, like, grandparents, whatever. Um, and, like, they kick them out at 18, and they're like, don't come back unless you have grandkids, stuff like that. Um, it talks about how you um, fixing up your brand new place for stay in and something breaks. Your dad ain't there to get you unstuck. That's the downside of growing up. Um, like when I move away, I'm gonna really miss like having my dad right there to fix my problems. <laughs> um, and it talks about how uh, where about how it's a journey. It's a road. Growing up is, and being an adult, like, you're never really prepared to become an adult. Even at 21, I barely have started my journey, but... Same at almost 23. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, our road is twisting, and it's turning, and it's just, like, we're trying to find our way, and we may veer off the path, but eventually we'll get back on the road. Um, and, like, how we start to date, and how... Um, mm, wow. On the downside of growing up, it starts out as a single date before it's before too long. He's your everything till he leaves you standing in a cloud of dust. Ugh. Oof, yeah. oof. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing about adulthood is the heartbreak. If you're not ready yeah. for it, I don't think you'll ever be ready for that though. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just talking about how we grow up and we're just not ready to but we kind of get shoved out into the world we go to college and college is hard <laughs> it's really hard uh, on the road i gotta take to get where i'm going i'm gonna twist on a turn but that's how i'm gonna learn a lot about life a lot about love on the downside of growing up a lot about life a lot about love on the downside of growing up um life and love is just something you've just got to learn um unfortunately but Always take, uh, parents should always want their kids to be home. Or no, all children deserve parents, but not all parents deserve children. That was random. I'll cut that out. No, you're good. I'm just falling asleep. <laughs> Me too. I love that song. It's really beautiful. It is incredibly beautiful. Maddie and Tay do such a good job on it, and the melody is just perfection. Small shout out to Shut Up and Fish, because that's... Yes! so true it's like all these city guys <laughs> <laughs> crowding up a cast and shoulder yeah 
such a good song. If you've never heard Maddie and Tay, go listen to them. They are incredible. Girl in a Country Song. Girl in a Country Song, Die from the Broken Heart. Yes. Um, there's a few others. Um, Fly. Fly is good. Um, bathroom Floor. Oh, song. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I love Maddie and Tay. Yeah, if you're a country girl, I definitely suggest it. They're a little cheesy, but they're a lot of fun. They are pretty cheesy, but it's okay. I do like how they tackle how women are sexualized in country music. Yeah. It, girl in a Country song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not your tan leg, Juliet. You know. Yep, swinging by. Yeah, not your tan leg, Juliet. Yeah, it's incredible because, like, if you listen to the difference between female-written country songs and male-written country songs, it's astounding. It's gotten a lot better in the past 10 years. Yeah. Like, 2013, 2014 was, like, the peak of, like, misogynistic, sexist country songs, but I feel like it's gotten a lot better. I do feel like we have a lot more people, like, a lot more guys writing about how much they love their wife and how much, like, oh, she's my everything. Like, we see Pretty Girl, we see, um... But also, like... When you get into, like, that, you're kind of making a woman a statue and, like, this perfect angelic being that can't really be human. Yeah. So I think there's two sides of the coin there. Um, I'm not quite sure how I feel about, like, the the women worshiping country. I feel it's a little too, it's a little too sweet and too saccharine, a little too fake. I think it depends on how it's written. Yeah, definitely depends. It's like, there are definitely some good ones I've heard. Body like a back road. Oh no, awful. <laughs> <laughs> um see. I quite like My Girl by Dylan Scott. I don't think I know that one. It's really good. Or Dirt on My Boots. Dirt on My Boots is good. I love Jump Party though. <laughs> That's a flatliner. Never heard that one. It's by Jump Party. Oh really? Yeah. It's really good. It talks about how um She's a flatliner. It's really good. Wait, what does flatliner mean? Um, like, you know, like, heart-stopping. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might have to stop the episode here because I am very tired. Yeah, that's fine. I had so much fun. This was so fun. It was so fun. We should do it again next semester. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Alrighty. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Boy. <laughs> <laughs>